Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is The Material Podcast, episode 439. I am your host, Florence Ion. I'm joined here by your co-host, Andy Anatko. Hi, Andy. Happy Thanksgiving Eve, Eve, Eve. This is the this is the time where if you bought like the frozen butterball, if you don't have it in the fridge or in a bucket of water, you're going to want to make sure that you've got that sucker start at, le- at least at the very start of the defrosting process because that's going to take a couple of days. I mean, I admire folks who are still cooking their way into this holiday. I <laughs> have just resorted to buying it outright from a local establishment. That's fine. Uh you know, I just pajamas until four o'clock and then you put on some nice clothes and then you're just back on the couch anyway with uh, sweats underneath your dress. Yeah. That's how I end the holidays. That's that's the the, the by all. Uh, of course, I grew up in, a, in an environment where. Uh, I was a person who like was at my mom and dad's house, like at 6 a.m., to help them for the big, like right. huge family Thanksgiving that was going to take like, 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 like not just like not just the full table, but an extension to make the table longer, plus the kids at the kitchen table in the uh, in the uh, in the other room, and they needed like a as many hands as possible for multitasking, and b occasionally maybe. As things get as the stress level increases, someone as an impartial third party to say, "Hey, why don't I take that incredibly fragile China gravy boat that you got from your mother out of your hands because you're either going to drop it or short or throw it at somebody? Probably not me, but who knows? You know that that's so. When I started doing Christmas, doing Thanksgiving for like myself and like just close friends, just the, like usually like a table of like maybe four at max. Like I've realized that I don't have to repeat the sins of our fathers and mothers who were basically egging each other on and making things really really tense. It's like it's it's like when you realize that how much of like Thanksgiving stress can be voluntary. A lot of it is not. It's just endemic to the holiday Correct. or endemic to the idea that I actually do want to see like my siblings. I do want to see my cousins. I do want to see like, but some, but some of it is like, you know what, uh, having a cooking a full like Turkey, that would have been great. It would look great on Instagram. It would have been great for the gram. Well, it it would have been great. But if I just buy like a turkey breast, like 20, 20 pounds worth of turkey, that is so mm-hmm. much easier to cook. It's so much nicer to cook. People will enjoy it more. I'm going to do that. And again, I can either make stuffing myself or I can go to the supermarket where there's like a deli department that makes great stuffing, 10 times better than what I'm interested in making. And for a very small amount of money, they'll give me a whole tub of it and it'll be all this sort of stuff where that's why I have the, I have the every, I'm not cooking Thanksgiving this, the, this year, uh, but it's always like a list of here's everything that I want to have on the menu. And it's like, it's like on a spreadsheet where like, if it's in column one, it's something I'm going to make my make like from home. Like then occasionally as like the day approaches and I'm seeing what the workload is, is how it's turning out or and what my, what my, what my uh, like professional workload is going to be the days beforehand. It's like, okay, we just moved, uh, we just moved the, the stuffing from make it at home into the, into the buy it at the store column. The next column after that is the, we don't really need that do we column. 
and you know and and there and there are things that it's the, the fact and the and the other great thing is just the idea that again they're like three three four people we have we have movies we have tv shows i will say i'm gonna aim for 1 30 in the afternoon for us to sit down and eat that might happen that might not happen i hope that you will not be too upset if we wind up eating at 2.15, and we have to watch 45 minutes of, of additional cartoons. I think it is important because this holiday is, you know, this holiday really does stem from colonialism and how America just essentially, you know, we really know the true meaning of Thanksgiving, right? Um, <clears throat> or you should anyway, if you've been doing your reading. And so I have decided in the last couple of years that I would morph this holiday because we don't get a lot of time off in America. Indeed, not enough. We don't get enough time off. So we do get Thanksgiving off. So why not make it what it should be for what you want it to be? Why not incorporate your own traditions, your own dishes, yep. your own guest list or lack thereof? It's just a day to give thanks because unfortunately, like the thing you're supposed to be giving thanks for is, you know, a lie but you can always give thanks for the people that you love in your life for the foods that make you happy for the restaurants that you patronize that like you know help give you a cookie when you're feeling crappy on a crummy day you know i i try to just kind of think about it from this vein so that it you know and like are we seriously still pardoning turkeys like in this economy yeah well, well, I, I, I'm going to ask you. To, I'm going to ask you to clarify. In this, it's see the, the the thing that I found interesting was that, of course, they give them names, and they're two turkeys, and their names are, are Liberty and Bell. And I don't think that the that the that the White House Communications Office maybe vetted this and realized that. Well, you do realize that the most popular commercial spice seasoning mix for roasting a turkey is Bell seasoning. So basically, you are playing such a mind trick on one of these turkeys, and and probably and also their turkeys, they don't have the capacity to realize which wow, one of them is named after that. that delicious spice mix. So it's like, it's like. <sighs> Go go to bed, Wesley. I, I I suspect I shall I shall kill you in the morning. But and but sleep well, you know. That that Joe Biden, he is hardcore, man. His head game is like on point. Oh my goodness gracious, folks! We did not mean to delve into that, but uh, but to be honest, this is the reason why I feel like this is a good time for me to drop a little plug for the member sale that our lovely network is having right now. Because the thing is, if you enjoy the fact that Andy <laughs> and I literally just evolved into this, it is not on our script at all. Well, maybe you'd be interested to know that we're actually having a lovely sale at the network up until December 15th. All annual plans right now are 20% off. I think annual plans start about 50 bucks per or 50 bucks for the podcast that you uh, want to be a member of. And so it's 20% off of that with coupon code holidays 2024, which is very exciting. Just go to giverelay.com. You can also use that link to give a gift subscription. You know, maybe you have a membership yourself. 
So, you know, you will be around to listen to the members only segment that we have after this, if you are a member, and maybe you want to get somebody else in on the action, well, then you can gift them a subscription and get them to listen to our members only segments. Yes. So as you can see, it's a win-win for everybody around. And I, and, I, and, I, and I can suggest to you because there's there's because most people are going to screw up like the timing on the turkey and the timing of like when dinner gets served. And you're going to have to make a lot of small talk with people you kind of know, but not really well enough. So ask them like what podcast they were listening to in the car on the way over. And if any of them are relay podcasts, well, there's your opening to like get in, get Correct. to your phone. Buy one of those gift gift subscriptions. Say, hey, your phone. gift memberships, and say, hey, I don't know if I'm going to see you on Christmas, so I want to make sure that before I left today, I give you this gift that I thought of and prepared uh, several several weeks in advance. We won't tell. Correct. Them. You don't even have to wrap it. Yeah. And they get wallpapers. Wallpapers <laughs> and other membership benefits. So come on now. Mm. Uh, Relay.fm/slash/membership or give relay.com for that gift giving goodness, and don't forget the code. You will find the coupon code at the link, giverelay.com. Yay. Well, we figure you're going to be eating a lot anyway this holiday, so we shouldn't fill you up too much. We're going to have kind of a nice little fast-moving episode today. First, we're going to talk about some drama, because you know (laughs) I love drama. The drama involves uh, iMessage compatibility for Android users. It's been a week. A roller coaster of emotions for many of us. Well, those of us who got duped <laughs> by all the fanfare, I will explain to you what is happening coming up next. And then after that, we're going to talk a little bit more about Google and court because the one thing <laughs> that's a real bummer for folks is that many of us get time off, but the courts mm, sometimes they keep it going hard until the very last minute. And that's how it's it's a bummer way to start off the Thanksgiving holiday, you know, just coming off from like a really bad court meeting. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> well, the, the, you know, the wheels of justice, they're like a fluorescent light fixture. You got if you, you got to keep them running all the time or else it's going to cost you. You're going to wish you did. <laughs> But but actually, this is this is going to be okay because we're not talking about like nitpicky like little details of agreements of legals and antitrust. We have one of the feel good Christmas love movies, oh, romantic comedies of the of of this winter. Don't want to spoil it for you, but it's you're you're going to enjoy that. All courtesy of the federal government. Oh, that's surprising. Uh, let's take a quick break, and when we get back, let's talk some drama. Indeed. I can't believe how many of you fell for the whole nothing chats thing last week. <laughs> I cannot believe I wasn't going to start the segment off this way, but I, I feel like I'm just going to jump into it and say it that a lot of you got fooled by Carl Pay. <laughs> and I I don't feel bad for you because <laughs> if you've been following Mr. Pay, as long as I have, you would know that this was absolutely too good to be true. Nothing chats offering just like, here you go, some iMessage compatibility. Here's some Mm. integration for our users. I mean, cool, but not when it starts having all these security and privacy vulnerabilities. Like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Your chat right now is on a server somewhere. Yes. But but not but not only that and that that was the, that was the worst part of the story. But let's also have some sympathy for we here in the journalism community who have to deal with information like uh, 
nothing is nothing is bring nothing is bringing uh, interoperability to to iPhone text messaging. I said, "Wow." Well, what do, you, what do you mean? Like, it's, it's, you think it's never, you really, is that an opinion piece? No, it's a news piece. You you have facts that Apple is never going to open up like, oh, no, because the name of the company is nothing. And so it's 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 like that that joke from the Bible. And the Bible had a lot of <laughs> knee slappers in it. Was was it from the Bible? Or or some, some other thing where, uh, and, and like an ancient, like, like Roman joke about like, uh, 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 there was a, a soldier named No Man and like started like attacking like this person Stop and it. the person showed out that uh and then his friends hey wh- what's going on and he shouted out back no man is is killing me said okay haha yeah well if no man is killing you then we don't need to come to rescue you and that's what made me think of that but still it was frustrating to have Stop to like it. look through my news feed where i thought wow i thought i thought i would have i thought i would have heard of that announcement if that had come before but yes the idea that they floated this balloon of hey we are solving the problem of interoperable secure text messaging and we should be praised for Out this. Of nowhere. And, and oh, by the way, it's crap with a capital cr. Yeah, but we didn't know about it for a couple of days because so initially what happened is nothing pushed like a little blog company, post yeah. press release. Yeah, I know this is gonna be confusing, but just nothing is a phone company. That's that's <laughs> what they are. Um they put out a little press release saying, hey, we've got nothing chats. Get it from the Google Play Store. If you've got a nothing phone one or a nothing phone two, then you have access to, to this service, which was actually being managed and maintained by Sunbird. And now Sunbird is along the class of those apps like Beeper, which basically you pay to rent access to an Apple spoof server. <laughs> That's kind of like the way I'm... Yeah you know, uh, explaining it to people in layman's terms, just you're, you're basically renting server access and this lets you send iMessages to and fro. Now, Sunbird had claimed in its fine print, and I saw a lot of, uh, sites go with what they were saying in the fine print that, um, their offerings were just as secure as what Apple did with iMessages, that end-to-end encryption was happening, that, Everything was totally, totally great. It turns out that was not the case. Um, Now, not only was the app having login issues, people apparently, and this is through some message boards, I haven't like fully confirmed it, but apparently people were having difficulty signing up for an Apple ID. So it was only working for folks who had already established this kind of dual platform life. Versus, so it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a catch-all, like, welcome to iMessage. It was very <laughs> much a, like, here's a workaround yeah. that's for nothing phone users only, right? And it um, will, and it works by the simple and not at all scary prospect of sending all of your most intimate and private messages through an intermediary that you don't know very much about. Good luck. It turns out that... Um, like I said, those chats were not only leaked on the back end, but they're actually they were actually getting published to Sunburn's <laughs> internal servers. So they have chat logs in there. Their uh, media attachments are included. So if you sent pictures for whatever reason you were testing it, that's probably in a server somewhere in their like server garage, uh, which I'm sure is just a bunch of Macs stacked <laughs> side by side. That's what I'm like imagining. Um, now there's like a little, so, so here's the thing. 
nothing had to put, here's the thing, nothing had to pull this app from the Google Play Store because of this massive security privacy vulnerability that, you know, was in this, whatever happened, it, it's unclear if it's Sunbird's like development side of thing. It's unclear if maybe nothing just pushed this way too soon. Like nobody knows right now what was happening behind the scenes. All we know is that folks were trying to use this workaround. It didn't work. Their stuff was getting leaked to and fro. And then it, they had to pull it from the Play Store as soon as 9to5Google and the, re- the rest of the Android blog clo- uh, code sleuths, they were reaching out to nothing and saying like, hey, did you guys know about these vulnerabilities that are going on right now? Like people are talking about this in the message boards. And immediately when they responded to that from the way things were reported, they re- took it out of the Play Store and they said, we're sorry, we're revoking this for right now and <laughs> we need to work on it a little more. So this whole circus of something and oh my god nothing got exactly what it wanted from this it got a huge press push like obviously gizmodo covered it but i just had other things to do so (laughs) i wasn't on it um you know the verge covered it all the other major sites like it was just this big revelatory thing and in my mind i am just thinking part of the reason i didn't cover it is because i'm like well, it came on while I was still asleep, but <laughs> it was too good to be true. It was way too good to be true. I feel like if this were something really legit and properly put together, it uh, would have happened a little differently. Oh, always, yeah. Even with Carl Pay at the helm. I feel like he would have had some PR people who are maybe like, hey, let's do it this way. Like, we'll do a slow, you know, we'll invite some journalists in to like test it, blah, blah, blah. The way that he did this has lended some credence to a rumor that is also circulating. Now, this is also unconfirmed, and I'm I'm sorry I'm turning this into like a, a gossip podcast, but this whole thing has been fascinating to me because I love drama, right? <laughs> um, there's a theory floating around that Pei may have heard through the grapevine somehow because they're always talking, these industry professionals, that Apple was going to have RCS offering in the pipeline or something to that. Because the day after Carl Pei pulled this stunt with nothing, Apple announces it's coming in and saving the day. It was just well, it was just weirdly well-timed, right? Um, the only reason, by the way, that I am like lending some credence to these rumors is because like Mark Gurman actually followed up with the reporting on what Apple had said regarding RCS. So I'm just kind of, I'm piecing things together based on what I know sometimes sometimes happens behind the scenes. So you can read more about what was going on with this whole nothing chats thing at the sources that we will provide in the show notes. But generally, I believe that whatever happened should have not have happened under Carl Pay's watch. It made nothing look bad. And it honestly, it took a little bit of, um, I don't know, it took a little air out of the news that hit the next day that, that Apple was finally going to compromise a little with with a, with those mm. Android folk. I don't, I don't know. I mean, the the, the problem the problem with the the nothing company is that they make a phone that is kind of interesting, 
It's, I mean, there's nothing really wonderful about it. There's nothing that would make me recommend it to anybody. I don't, I don't think it's a bad phone. I just think that in a world that has Samsung and Google phones in it and Motorola phones in it, you have to have a really strong reason to like go outside of those three places. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and even if you do, there are a couple like one plus go to one plus there, there are a couple other companies that I would say to go to before you go to this company that's made now like just a couple of phones and they seem to be a little bit squirrely like they they seem they seem the thing is nothing has always kind of struck me as a company that has like a wish.com steve jobs sort of vibe to it where it's like they're not coming out and saying hi we decided we're going to see if we can survive as a phone company we're going to do so by making what we think are very good handsets that have their own identity, that have their own charm about them. And we're going to play it by ear year after year. But we're going to promise that at least we're going to give you software updates as opposed to the handset business is broken. Tenting fingers walk across stage. adjust collar of, of, of mock turtleneck. Consumers, customers are human beings and the other handset makers have lost sight of that pause for pause for applause but we're here to fix it's like okay again you you put you put light up squiggles on the back of it that's again it's cute i don't know if it's going to sell any phones but it's cute and that that's what sort of made me always made me think of it's just not that great and 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 then when you add on to the top of it this is not the first time that somebody has tried to come up with an iMessage to Android bridge service which is yep. which which comes down to we will pipe messages through a server you do not own and do not control and anything can happen to happen to these private and personal messages in transit and you're doing this because you just don't want to have a green bubble in an iMessage chat it's just not it's just not a good enough reason to do this. So, well, I mean, I'm 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 really glad we're talking about this because like you're really interested in it. I kind of glossed over it when I was looking at like the news roundup because it's it's kind of like when you have an interesting story about the Boston Red Sox's double a minor league team like it's it's nothing nothing is not the sort of thing where it's like <laughs> like uh, they they wish they could cause this huge huge controversy and of course it is a controversy because they were promising things they were in no way able to deliver uh and i think we might have talked about this on another podcast last week and the the basic the basic the basic concurrence was well like if anybody says hey we've got an iMessage substitute we just just run stuff through our servers the the guidance is going to be wait until six months after it launches so that everybody sees that it's that's safe and then wait a year after that and if you still remember it basically at that point tell yourself why you've been following this for eighteen months because Apple is probably going to cave within the next two years on RCS and. As it happened, you make a good point that I keep forgetting about. I keep forgetting about the fact that yes, this would be routed through some third-party servers. My messages. Why do I trust the messages that I send through an Android device? Because right now, RCS is something that is blessed by my carrier. <laughs> iMessage again. Listen, it's secure. Okay, it is end to end encrypted. There's a reason that Apple has not opened it up to Android or whatever reason. It, it's all to keep that stuff where it's supposed to be, which is unreadable <laughs> for anybody <laughs> who isn't you. I mean, how else should I say that? Now, 
some of the headlines that came out after this when Apple, so Apple didn't actually announce RCS messaging. There's no like blog post that you can go to at the Apple newsroom. There was no sort of, yeah. there wasn't like a real Apple official talk about this. What happened is 9to5Mac, which is related to 9to5Google, right? They're very good at vetting their sources and sort of getting yeah. this like insider behind the scenes information. And yes, a lot of it is predicated on rumors and things that are heard just around the river bend. But in this instance, they published that they, an Apple spokesperson had confirmed. And so if an Apple spokesperson had confirmed and the page hasn't been taken down yet, that means that an Apple person did confirm it. Me understanding how Apple works behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah. So the fact that it is still up and generating traffic means that there is truth to what was published to 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 be more clear we have two organizations here whose behavior is very predictable because of who they are where nine to five mac is good enough that they wouldn't just run on a rumor if they had heard something they have other ways of saying hey we heard a rumor of xyz uh no they say that they and they would not make up hey a an apple spokesperson said this Secondly, as you point out, that that post is still up. Apple is really good at getting right on the ball and saying that the thing that you published, we would like you to reconsider that because it is wrong, 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 wrong. It has Here's nothing why. to do with anything. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and even even when you just when you say something that is factual but an opinion, but uh, but contrary to the message they're trying to send. Oh boy, if you want to talk to some really high name brand people at Apple, just say that hey, I don't think that I don't think that these earbuds are really very good because they keep falling out of my ears. You will be talking to the Johnny Nitro of Apple like in 10 minutes time off the record. Uh, so the fact that the, that at some point Apple has not called <laughs> called 95 uh, Mac off the record and said that I I have no doubt that some, when you spoke to so and so at Apple and they said X and you and they gave you something that you then quoted word for word they were not speaking officially for Apple even though it was a highly placed Apple person who knew what they were talking about therefore we cannot confirm that this is an actual like Apple thing that we're doing so the fact that it's still up means that makes me think that it is definitely a thing. It is definitely happening. This conversation definitely happened, but Apple doesn't want to have to then talk to the New York Times or The Verge or a hundred other people and offer details. Kind of like the reason why they often like will someone some really really uh, some publication or channel who has a really huge audience will get a scoop, like a real big. Scoop scoop that nobody else has about something's really surprising that Apple's working on and they'll have an immense amount of details on it from out of nowhere because there was not even a rumor about this and you would be correct to be suspicious that perhaps this person was contacted by Apple saying that we were going we would very much like people to know we're working on this without having to confirm it or answer any dumb questions about it we would just like a really good like heroin like hit of, of publicity and making people think that we're working on something really really cool and hot uh, so you can write all about this just don't actually attribute this to us so what we're oh getting at gosh. is that it's it's a little bit frustrating because i i had this i ran into the same problem where 
I'm like, Google has been after Apple to support RCS very particularly loudly for the past two years and not just they did they did a haha little campaign loudly andy they took over las vegas <laughs> and as recently as like a month and a half ago they were firing shots across uh, across at apple for this correct so i was really surprised to find that there isn't an announcement on the keyword because again they've been hyping this at google mm-hmm. hey that th- there should be like a this should there should be a brand new google doodle about this almost you know what <laughs> They should have an animation about this they every have time. Have the artist on hand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, and they, they they probably want some sort of like busy work to do, so they don't have to have to work on engineering two days before Thanksgiving, that kind of thing. Um, but no, not a peep on the keyword blog. Uh, not a peep on the blog for the actual like RCS standard, because again, they one of Google's one of the. I mean, this is RCS is not a Google standard. It's not Google's messaging initiative. Correct. They are part right. of a coalition. The difference, be- one of the fundamental differences between iMessage and RCS is that iMessage is operated solely by Apple, and it's a device solely done as a device-device thing through servers that this one company, Apple, owns. Whereas RCS is as a replacement or an update to SMS and MMS messaging, those that they, they date to the George Bush senior administration, they are Mm. operated by the carriers themselves. So RCS had to be put together through a coalition of the, uh, the industry group that promotes and, and, and uh, creates standards for, uh, 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 for cell networks, uh, the car, the, 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 cell phone companies and also Google because they're the company that makes pretty much every phone that is not an iPhone that does this kind of messaging. So they had to be working together and Google decided to not only they're not only we're going to have like a, an RCS compatible messaging client on stock Android, but we decided to buy out the company that is the easiest, easiest way for a, a phone carrier to implement RCS. Like they're, they're, it's, it's an open ish. It's, it's a proprietary, proprietary standard, but it's, it's not locked to Google. Anybody who wants to operate, if a carrier wants to operate their own RCS server service, they can do so. However, it's a lot easier just to simply say, we will write you a check, just do it all for us. And they're right. They will, they are writing a check to a, to a service owned by Google. So, so there's a blog that there's that company that division has a blog the last time it was updated was 2022 you know so it's kind of it's there's something going on that i don't know what's going on the fact there is not an official hey isn't this great but google themselves did come out with like a response um i kind of scroll scroll down to find i know i paste i know i pasted it in there Um, you know they all called each other and they were like how are we going to do this how are we going to use this to our advantage but but Shelley said Shelley said oh, I do not believe that Shelley said that. Uh, so Google made a full statement. Uh, Everyone deserves to communicate with each other in ways that are modern and secure, no matter what phone they have. That's why we work closely with the mobile industry to accelerate the adoption of RCS, and we're happy to see Apple take their first step today by coming on board right. to repl- to embrace RCS. Right. We welcome right. Apple's participation in our our ongoing work with GSMA, the industry uh, the industry people, to evolve RCS and make messaging more equitable and secure, and look forward to working with them to implement this in on ios in a way that works well for everyone but i have not found if if apple has made a, another like absolutely crystal clear statement of that kind i have not found it anywhere but again that this, this the statement they made is still on there it's still on 95 mac yeah i was just in the apple newsroom last night vetting something uh for something by the way <laughs> speaking of exclusives I'll tell you guys about it at the end of this episode, but I had a little exclusive from Apple. Anyway, (laughs) uh, (laughs) 
There, so there's going to be okay. Here's the thing: is we know nothing really about what RCS is going to be like between Android and Apple. Um, there's a lot of talk about what could be involved since we know that it's all about the RCS universal profile. It's going to be supported here. Um, Apple hasn't specifically said what features it would support, what dynamic features you would have before, between users. You know, I'm sure read was receipts would be a part of it. Cause I feel like those aren't, you know, yeah. heavy data things to send, but yeah. I, I don't know if that means high res photos or yeah. anything like it's, it's, that. It's hard to say. RCS universal profile delivers again as, as, as a thing, or at least Android, Android, it delivers uh, first of all, mm-hmm. much better security than SMS and MMS, which means, which is basically, you know, it has some security as opposed to none. iMessage right. is more secure because it is true end to end encryption. There is, there's middle stuff going on with RCS that makes it not as secure, but it mean, but it does mean that like your text messages are not going to be intercepted by an FBI operated stingray, like at a protest rally, because I mean, again, it's better. It's, it's very true. It's, it's like, again, the difference between Apple doing nothing and Apple at least being willing to do something, um, modern group chat features, which is like one of the persistent failures of apple messages that like they'll have you'll have like a really great apple messages group chat but if one android user joins the chat suddenly the entire chat has to dumb down to whatever you can accomplish through mms everybody just just gets annoyed oh god look who entered Uh, as as you say high high resolution photos high resolution video and audio uh real time like uh, uh, real-time voice chat over wi-fi messaging over wi-fi multimedia Mm -hmm. over wi-fi and even just like the basic modern really just basic modern messaging features like uh being able to see that a message is being read which i turn off all the time because it's like you're, you're, i i don't Anxi- want it's I, anxiety it's like dude can, can i can, is, is there like a button i can push, push that communicates that you sent the message just as i started scrubbing this pan after dinner and now my my, my, hand, my hands are all gunky and i can't pick up my phone i am not trying to think of a way out of the commitment that you're just trying to rope me into, I swear to God. But again, at least you have the ability to like turn off that feature. That, that is a feature you will be able to turn or in RCS, you can turn off. Uh, and uh, also actually, again, stuff that Apple has said without putting anything up in the newsroom, they have said that iPhone users are going to be able to share their location uh, with Android users by RCS. They've also said that uh, to other reporters that uh, the green bubbles are here to stay if, not, if for only the reason to communicate to people that this message is being transacted not through uh, not through iMessage but through something else, um, they also said again to somebody else that they are looking for they they want to be working with uh, uh, they want to be working with the people behind RCS to make it more secure. So I don't know whether that means something about actually getting and 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 iMessage style encryption working, but the the quote that they gave to the uh, the quote that they gave to uh, uh, to uh, nine to five Google basically made sure that they pointed out that it's not as secure as iMessage. iMessage is still better in every way whatsoever. Uh, but yeah, uh, here's oh there it is. So, so let's, oh, here, here's the uh, the confirmation that nine to five Mac has from somebody. That again, it's only we're only saying it's odd. We're not saying it's suspicious, but it's odd that Apple has not like posted something somewhere 
They will, they will even just bury it somewhere on social media, and maybe they've posted something today, but I haven't seen it. Later, later next year, we will be adding support for RCS Universal Profile, the standard as currently published by the GSM Association. We believe RCS Universal Profile will offer a better interoperability experience when compared to SMS or MMS. This will work alongside iMessage, which will continue to be the best and most secure messaging experience for Apple users. Yeah, that's the, true though sh- i mean they can say that it yeah, is the most secure it is true yeah they're right it's true uh, but, but that does but that hasn't stopped like a lot of like fear uncertainty and doubt like especially amongst like apple fans on social media and on boards they're saying well that's it's google's messaging system well no it isn't again it will oh, benefit God. google but it's not their messaging system well you know that the, the, the things won't it, it it's not more secure than than sms like Actually, it is. App- Apple could decide to kneecap it if they wanted to. Like I said, the, the, we're, we, we've both been in this job long enough to know that don't assume just because something is the most logical thing for the, for a company to do that that's what's implied. It's possible that they're saying yeah. things in a certain way to make you think that when they say RCS Universal Profile that it, they will include every feature that – the Android Messages app has when it's communicating to another Android Messages app through RCS. It's possible that they're just going to do, "Hey, high res. We we want we want we want Android users to get jealous of the high resolution, beautiful photos and videos that are being taken by their friends with the iPhone." And they'll add almost nothing else. I don't think that's what's going to happen. I think that they are really going to make a good job of it, but we will see. Uh, but it's, it it did come a surprise as a surprise. I, I think that they finally did the math and they realized that. The the EU is not going to let off on this. It's an easy thing for us to do to basically get rid of a bit of uncertainty in our future. And you know, I don't know. I'm hoping that at some it's point there's a come to, yeah. I'm hoping that at some point there was a come to Jesus moment where they said, "Why are we doing absolutely nothing? Why are we so insisting on being just total jerks about this?" Because we are getting complaints from our own users that this is needless. We are making things needlessly complicated for them, all because, again, according to internal documents and internal conversations that came up through the Epic Games trial a few years ago, like they think that well, if we make if we make messages a little bit more compatible with Android, that will like loosen our stranglehold on our users, and on, on it'll be working a couple of bricks free from the walled garden, and we'll just be. I think we actually an actual quote was it will just be giving iPhone users one less reason not to switch to Android, and it's like ah, so that's a good point. Anyway, that's a good point. Listen, it's all it's it's we're entering a new era of consumer tech. I realize it sounds very blanket statement what I'm saying, but I truly do believe that at my core, that there's something that is going to change with this next generation of devices and platforms. So let's stay tuned. Let's also remember that, uh, let's also remember that sometimes tech executives can play us for fools. (laughs) Yep. Never, never do that again to me again, Carl Pei. <laughs> um, we're going to take a little tiny little break. And then when we get back, Andy actually has some very good news for us related to what we just talked about. So, Well, you all know how I feel about Hallmark Christmas <laughs> movies. They are a little too saccharine. But this is one holiday romance that I think we can all get on board with. And it's one between Apple and Google. 
Yes, it really is happening. Uh, Andy, I would like for you to explain a little more about this because you've been following this beautiful tale of romance and you've been known to watch Hallmark. Yes. I have uh, I haven't watched it. <laughs> See, the, the last time I last time I was watching the Hallmark channel for their like holiday movies and stuff and their romantic their rom-coms were before were was back when they thought that they were actually making good movies, you know? Like like last last week we had a last week last week seconds, we had a long yes. conversation about Chris about my my thoughts on Christmas sweaters where they were fun until like the companies who were making them oh wow they like them to be really ugly and wacky so we're gonna start making them ugly and wacky and now well you've ruined it because they used to be just uh, similar also to when Leslie Nielsen figured out that oh they think I'm funny so rather mm-hmm. than like doing my usual like 1970s like leading man deadpan stuff i'm gonna tell these jokes as though they're jokes and do wild takes after them so uh so yes that's so i i stopped watching them when they started like being sort of aware that they were making garbage and they tried to making them even more garbage (laughs) however um i actually wanted so this there's there was some testimony that was quoted by the verge the yeoman's work uh, from sean hollister because this was not like an official transcript he just he's just sitting there like listening and trying to type as fast as he can anytime anything interesting happens and i, I but before we talk about what was actually said i want to set this up so you will understand the context in which i was reading this testimony and listening to it okay my okay. favorite musical of all time is the bandwagon fred astaire and sid Charisse, okay and I, I won't mm-hmm. replay the entire thing for you, but basically, what, what, one of the reasons why I think it's such it is the best musical is that every other musical, like the two people who are who fall in love, they fall in love like in Act Two, and there's never an, an explanation for. Well, you are actually like you actually tried to throw him in the path of a of of, of a snowplow like ten minutes into the movie, and and now and now you oh adore gosh. you adore him. You're singing lo- songs about how you wish that he would like pick you up and and put on a sailboat to the stars. What what? And the the the, the thing that makes this this the bandwagon so great is that the two the the two leads again Fred Astaire and Sid Charisse they are cast as the two leads in a musical that is supposed to open on Broadway. But it is absolutely working out to be a disaster. And both of these professional dancers know that it is working out to be a disaster. One is like a a, a tap dancer, Broadway musical, an actual like Hollywood musical star who is more of a tap dancer. And he's like in his 40s. Gabrielle Girard is played by Citri. She is an actual like ballet dancer who has never done like musicals before, even though she's a huge star in the ballet and everyone wants her to do like a show like this. And a lot of the story, a lot of the story is all just about these two professionals trying to figure out: is it even possible for the two of us, like prof- as professional dancers, to even work together in any way that makes sense on the stage? And so, as of course, hijinks ensue. Uh, they work out like they 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 have their disastrous like preview opening but then they take the show on the road fred astaire's character takes over as producer revamps everything and becomes a huge huge hit hit opening night on on broadway Uh, and he leaves his dressing room thinking he's going out for a night in the town that everybody's left but actually he comes down and sees that the whole stage has been remade as like an opening night party with the entire cast the entire crew everybody and sid charise it's a surprise party they sing if he's for he's a jolly good fellow then sid charise steps forward as the spokesperson for these 60 people that are looking up and beaming at fred astaire's character and she basically says you know what i mean we've been through a basically 
to everybody else on that stage, she's talking about, oh, boy, we've had our ups and downs as a cast has been there. And there's been a lot of uncertainty whether we would actually make it through as a cast and as a production. But we think it's a big, big hit, this production. And we think it's going to run to get we're all going to be running together for a long, long time. And while there were lots of obstacles in this show, we've cast them aside. And now we're just totally and because the subplot was that she actually had like a longtime boyfriend, his her, her like partner slash choreographer and this is her way of saying oh by the way i told him to you know (laughs) i told him to go take a hike because i'm in love with you now so again the subtext of oh i can't i of course i'm in i'm in this public forum so i can't say you know what we've i've really grown to love you and adore you i'm in love with you and i want to have a i want to have a long-term relationship with you and there's no obstacles in the way we've got a great future in finding us okay so with that in mind I, I, there, there's actually the we'll put a link to the actual scene that is apparently fallen into the public domain because it is on YouTube. This scene specifically, uh, the finale. I don't know how that happened, but it wouldn't be on YouTube if it weren't in the public domain. Go figure. I'm not a lawyer or anything like that. Uh, so, Sean Hollister reported uh, all this testimony about like uh, what a lovey dovey meeting that Tim Cook and Sundar Pichai had in 2018. Uh, I'm quoting uh, I'm quoting Sean Hollister's reporting here. Uh, Tim's overall message to Google was, quote, I imagine us as being able to be deep, deep partners, deeply connected where our service, services end and yours begin and see no natural impediment to us doing more together. Uh, knows that there is a past, but we don't feel encumbered by it. And we want to figure out how we work more deeply together. <laughs> and- and he says it felt very positive, very positive and okay. felt genuine on his part, quote, uh, but we can take this slowly and no regrets. Uh, this is uh, from Sundar Pichai. Uh, we can take this slowly and no regrets over how we have handled things to date. Uh, <laughs> Sundar, our vision is that we work as if we were one company. <laughs> he didn't he didn't say, I don't know where Apple begins and Google ends. Uh, <laughs> could he didn't say that but that's like our vision is that we work as if we were one company there is reluctance on both parts about sharing things it would be great to hurdle over that (laughs) we've been back in good stead for a while build a google app that really builds a great experience we could extend the terms of the deal make me the happiest ceo on earth tim will you We just need Ang Lee to direct this yes. movie. This would be perfect. Oscar-winning now, sensation. I, I hope that I don't know anything. I I have know nothing about John Hollister's personal life, but I think that it would be hysterically if this were an episode of Friends or like whatever the modern equivalent of that sitcom would be. It would be that oh yeah, well gosh, it's 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 really horrible like trying to trying to cover this thing because I have to like transcribe things almost fa- almost faster than I can type it. So did did you read like the transcription that you, you, you just posted the verge? Well, no, I mean, you know, spell correcting. Like, I think that, that I know that you're, you're in love with Monica and that like, we're all supposed to know, think that's a big secret, but I think maybe that affected what you were hearing and what you reported as the conversation, the nature of the conversation between these two CEOs. Like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. 
he takes out his blackberries. You got to pull it up. You got to get, you gotta take this down. But it's already, it's already viral. It's already our most popular. And then the phone rings and it's Apple and his other phone rings and it's Google. It's like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> well, I guess, you know what, Andy? I stand by what I said earlier. I stand by what I said earlier. This is going to be quite a new year coming up. I think maybe we'll have to talk about possibly doing some future, future, uh, look ahead episodes mm. you know we do have a new year coming for us here i just in the western I, world. I just hope so that, like tim doesn't decide to spend the holidays like not with his family and his friends but checking on this chinese factory on on, on iphone parts and this rural farmer who picks him up from the airport you know he teaches oh. him a little teaches him a little bit something hallmark. about what what's really important in life and he decides to give up his empty, hollow, but materially wealthy job to, to work on the berry farm. <laughs> okay, may, Honestly, I, 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 I might have tipped my hand. I out. am writing corporate fanfic <laughs> on... <laughs> I, 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 won't tell you, I won't tell you what my Andy, handle you know is on, Hulu uh, is gonna uh, on, on a, whatever. <laughs> Uh, well, that about ends it for us. Listen, folks, Thanksgiving, it's all about giving thanks. So we just ask you this holiday to think about what are the things that you could not live without? Is it your friends? Is it your family? Is it your animals? Is it air? If it's air, you should really thank air for existing and water, frankly, because aren't humans like 90% water or something like that? Come on, everybody. Uh, <laughs> if you need, uh, if you need to catch up on what we're up to over the holiday, you can check us out online. Uh, Andy, are you up to anything this holiday in terms of radio or any, um, any pieces? Uh, not, not soon. Again, we start, we started the, the, the holiday lull. Thank goodness. So I'm just doing my usual podcasts. I've got radio in the next week or the week after. Go to WGBHnews.org to see new stuff or listen to the old stuff. Uh, most of it is pretty good. Thank you, Andy. And thank you so much for putting the show notes together for this episode. As for me, well, you know where to find me. I'm oh, that flow on all the different platforms out there, except Twitter. I'm on not on that one anymore. You could also read me at gizmodo.com. Um, as I mentioned earlier... I did get to try out roadside assistance <laughs> via satellite. Granted, it was a sanctioned demo, but you know what? It was interesting. So please go to gizmodo.com and give that a read when you can. If you would like to learn more about us, you can go to relay.fm slash material where you will find all of our past show notes and uh, links to everything we have ever cited. So thank you to that show notes section of our website. Uh, don't forget that we do have a members only segment coming up after this. For those of you who are members, if you are interested, remember that we are having a members sale. That's giverelay.com if you'd like to find out more. Until next week, everybody, be happy, be healthy, be safe if you are celebrating this holiday. And remember, Apple and Google <laughs> will love again. 